Welcome to Cultivating Authentic Universal Energy, exploring energy through mediumship, psychic abilities, Reiki, crystals, and more. This podcast is created based on the concept that everything is energy, everything and everyone are connected. Your hosts are Lisa Milleraces and Michelle Belcastro. Lisa has written about her psychic medium awakening and is comfortable with many facets of energy. Lisa believes energy work is very exciting and should be embraced in a safe way. Michelle grew up as a sensitive, intuitive, and now creates a safe space for community to gather and develop their spiritual talents. Their two unique perspectives are joined to assist listeners of all levels to broaden their understanding. This will be a series of podcasts that will enhance and fine-tune our energetic connections. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing? Good, Michelle. How are you today? Doing good. So we are talking about Reiki today. Yes, we are. And... um, just because we get a lot of questions about like what is it and what do you expect from a Reiki session and um, why might you do Reiki? Yeah, I think that's a great topic to discuss. Um, Do you want to explain what Reiki is? I'd love to. So Reiki is a universal energy that is channeled through an individual that has been attuned to Reiki. Um, It has a spiritual consciousness of its own. Now, don't get all freaked out. <laughs> this is all good. <laughs> As a spiritual consciousness of its own, so it knows where it needs to go within a person's body to help bring it into balance. That's a great explanation. Thank you for that. And I love Reiki. Um, I am not a Reiki practitioner. I, I have a Reiki master. But I use Reiki in every time I do my channeling sessions. It's always available, and it always comes through as a healing modality through my hands. Go ahead and explain that a little bit more. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> I intuitively hold my hands up when I channel, and energy flows through. It wasn't until I learned Reiki that I realized what I was doing. And I didn't realize at at that time that it was Reiki energy that was flowing through my hands. Okay, so what you're saying is that the Reiki energy is flowing into your hand, or (laughs) throwing, sorry, (laughs) flowing through your hands and just basically into the room to whomever needs to receive it. This is right, and it also helps and assists in people who are receiving their messages from the other side to hold that space it's it's an inclusive universal life force energy that we use when we do reiki and it's used in the modality through the channeling so i can tell already that this topic is going to have a second part okay um (laughs) no 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 only because um where we want to focus today is if you were looking for Reiki and you weren't sure what Reiki is or what to anticipate from a Reiki session. That's not it. No, that is a separate topic of as a practitioner, what are some of the things that you can do for with Reiki and what can it do for you? 
Correct. Yes. Yeah. So we can we can adjust uh, that and talk about that at a later date. It's just those things that just come into my head and out my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was always amazed when I first started to receive Reiki that the practitioner's hands may have been on my shoulders, and yet I felt the energy as a sensitive on my knees or my ankles. And I had my eyes closed, and I said, are you at my knees and my ankles? And they said, no, I'm at your head. So... Yeah, it, it is kind of interesting. Mm. Um, the level of awareness of people that receive Reiki, um, that they may not even, you may not realize what's going on, or you may be very focused in on the subtle energy shifts that are happening, both within the physical body and in the energetic bodies. Right. I know it's very beneficial, and some of the... Um, Hospitals, in the insurance area that I used to work in, uh, some of the hospitals had integrative medicines and they would support Reiki practitioners in that arena. Absolutely. So, um, tell me a little bit, Lisa, about your experience getting Reiki. Uh, aside from, like, how it felt, like, <laughs> what was the process like? Well, the very first time I became aware of an energy practitioner that was giving Reiki, I thought they were crazy. Um, here they are. They're, this was in a, in a mind-body-spirit expo. I was sitting in a chair, and this gentleman was putting his ants around me, and he says, you got a huge aura. And he's like, put it around the aura. I didn't feel anything. And I'm like, what the heck is this guy doing? But then... <clears throat> A short time later, I want to say a couple weeks later, I had a, another experience, which we'll table for the next session, but it was a, an intuitive experience that led me to get Reiki from a dear friend of mine who became a dear friend of mine. And that time, I did feel it. So I think I tell people that sometimes you need to try it more than once in order to, to get the sensations that you're going to feel it. I know it constantly works through you, and it's working regardless if you sense it is or not. But that was my experience. So that makes a lot of sense, the whole doing it maybe more than once. Because the first time you experience anything, everything is new, mm -hmm. right? And it, it can be kind of overwhelming, even if it's supposed to be a, a relaxing situation. Um, I think sometimes our brain kind of takes over and runs away with us about, ooh, am I feeling it? Or, you know, whatever scenarios are running around in your head. That is a great point, and I hadn't thought of it like that before. <laughs> well, <clears throat> anything is, everything is energy, even, you know, the act of getting a Reiki, excuse me, I'm clogging my throat, <coughs> even the act of getting a Reiki service. Um, one thing that I always felt as a constant, which was confirmed later, was to set an intention before you receive Reiki of what it is that you want to have this beautiful energy heal or, or help you with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, when I teach Reiki, one of the things that um, I focus on, and I just completely mm -hmm. lost my thought, so... Um, <laughs> That's okay. I lose mine regularly. <laughs> but it had to do with the intention. Hmm. Well, I've been to a lot of Reiki shares at the Violet Butterfly where you teach, 
And I've never met the most polite Reiki practitioners in my life <laughs> because you not only teach them, of course, how to, how to do Reiki, but you teach them how to be polite <laughs> at the same time. Can I touch you? You know, things like that. And I'm like, I'm used to going to Reiki where pans on, you know, <laughs> you're going to touch away. But they don't always have to touch the person if they're not wanting that. I guess a that's a good point. Absolutely. So um, <clears throat> if you were to come to the Violet Butterfly for Reiki, I, and I speak from that experience, um, there are two different ways that Reiki can happen, primary ways. First of all, we would have you very comfortably um, laying on a massage table in a reclined position where you could just completely relax. And, it, it, we, and you're fully dressed. Yes, you are fully mm -hmm. dressed. Um, and the two ways that this can happen is hands off, like literally hands off of your physical body, and sometimes hands on. Now, this gets into kind of a little bit of a tricky legal thing because um, legally in the state of Florida, Reiki is a massage modality okay so as a Reiki practitioner we can only accept donations we cannot be compensated for our work oh that's interesting all right so that's where the <clears throat> hands-on and the hands-off come into play partly so when a Reiki practitioner is working in a like a hands-off position they're working in your aura and your energy field mm-hmm so um, many, many times we get physically ill from something that happens earlier on in our experience energetically. So uh, there's an upset that's happened, right? And, and People emotion. go through their emotions there. Yep. <clears throat> and things get stuck in your aura. So what happens is if that's not cleaned out of your aura, then eventually it moves closer and closer to the physical body and can move into the physical body via the <clears throat> chakras and the meridians. Yeah, well, that makes perfect sense to me because I used to go get um, Reiki treatments. I, I have a steady practice of cleaning my aura, cleaning my chakras because of the energy work that I do, but there's been times where I just can't get a spot here and there or, you know, I always say it's, it's like floss. You can't floss in the chakras in the right spot. So I would get Reiki pra practitioner or someone to help me out with that and to clean off things that I can't do myself. Right. So that is the benefit of, mm -hmm. of having like hands-off Reiki is that you get into mm -hmm. areas that you personally can't get, but there's still the physical benefits of it. So here's another thing. Um, because sometimes my experiences are a little bit extreme. Um, there was a friend of my family that had um, a breast reduction done. Okay. And they had a Reiki practitioner go and give them regular Reiki to their house. Mm -hmm. And they healed faster than the norm. Absolutely. They had the doctor was saying that how beautifully they healed and they healed quicker than expected and like there's just been I think there's been many studies that have been done that prove this. Well, you remember 
not all that long ago, our mutual friend was in a horrific, yeah. horrific car accident. And there was so much damage done to her body. And there, you and me and another friend went to her rehab and gave her Reiki on a regular basis, as much as we could get up there to do it. And we also did it distance. We did it distance. And between our work and some of the work that she had done herself with visualizations and working with her angels, she got this vacuum thing taken out of her abdomen six months earlier than the doctor had anticipated. It's amazing. It's like mind boggling. She went home. So the accident she was in was the beginning of uh, November and she was home before New Year's Day. Yeah, that's that was an that was a really tough time, but truly amazing. Uh, absolutely. So, the intention and working with Reiki can do amazing things, and it, they don't have to be extreme like that, right? Right. In, in order to achieve, well, you know, and that just goes to prove the <clears throat> our whole point with this podcast, cultivating authentic universal energy, how all of the modalities are connected through intention. Mm-hmm. You know, intention is one of the things I think is part of everything, you know. Truly, yeah. So it's a big part, you, you're open to receiving it, you set the intention, you kind of have to get out of the way. As, a, as someone who's gonna receive Reiki, I would suggest getting out of the way, allow the energy to flow through. I think sometimes I find that people are a little apprehensive because they don't understand Reiki or they're apprehensive because somebody strange is into their fields and maybe a little too close to them. If you can get over that and allow to have that trust that this energy is going to help you, mm-hmm. I think it totally benefits the whole process. So not trying to get off topic as we typically do, but that's true of any healing modality <clears throat> that I am associated with, right? Yeah. So whether it's someone that comes into the shop and they're looking for what I call spiritual life coaching via tarot cards or you know, working with a psychic <clears throat> medium, whatever it is, if you come in with an open mind and allow yourself to be vulnerable from that perspective, things flow so much easier. Yeah, I mean, you could use the word vulnerable. I just like to, and I guess it's trusting, you know, just trusting <clears throat> and, you know, having that faith that the, that the, your intention will be received. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Whether it be with Reiki or whether it be through channeling or, you know, whatever, whether you're going to your doctor. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same thing holds true. Absolutely. So let's see, we talked about what is Reiki and it's a universal life force energy that's channeled from the divine through a practitioner into oneself or another person or a room or an animal or plants, whatever. Right. Um, um, If you are going to someplace like the Violet Butterfly, you're going to be anywhere you go, right? You should be fully clothed, this is like, it is just a Reiki session, it's not a Reiki massage. Um, so you're fully clothed and we utilize a massage table just because it's comfortable for both the receiver as well as the practitioner. Um, I like toys 
<clears throat> I like to bring crystals with me when I do it. <laughs> okay, but you just skipped five steps. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can picture yourself in a nice, comfy room, and you're on a massage table, fully clothed, and you just breathe. As the receiver, your job is to simply receive. And like I love to work with people to teach them to be a little more aware of what's going on in their bodies. So I will kind of maybe coach them into feeling into certain areas of their body just to get that connection going. Mm -hmm. um, but once that happens and Reiki starts to flow and we like begin to assess what's happening in like your chakras or in your aura, we may pull out toys, which Lisa is sitting next to me ready to explode because she <laughs> wants to talk about her toys. I love toys. No, so. I do. I like, I, I like to feel the vibration of everything, you know, that I'm drawn to. And the way I was taught, <clears throat> we always had a candle in the room because it, we symbolized to myself the div divinity, so it was helpful to me. <clears throat> and crystals have a vibration. Each one has its own vibration. So whatever I was called to, I would, I would ask that intention to help me with a different area of the chakra, and maybe I might lay it on the practitioner, or lay it on the, on the, on the, the person receiver. receiver. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There are many, many um, things that can help us. Um, a lot of times there are practitioners that will use candles there are uh, crystals and pendulums and so many things, wands, um, that help to bring your energetic balance back. Yes. <clears throat> and then we could talk about balance, but that we already have done that, been there and done that, but that's actually in my intention, it's usually the goal. And if you look at everybody's intention, it has something to do with bringing back balance. Yeah, absolutely. And we've, we've also talked about like how many different ways we can be thrown off balance. And this is a very beautiful, easy way to come back into balance. Yes. So Reiki on everybody. Reiki on. All right. Hopefully we've answered your questions about what is Reiki and what to expect from a Reiki session. Um, I will say one other thing. Even if you aren't really in tuned with your body and you can't or can't at this time fully appreciate the subtleties of the changes that can happen through a Reiki session, never fear it's working anyway. That's absolutely true. Yes, that blind faith to know that it's working. It's working. The worst case scenario, if you go in with a, an open mind that this is gonna help, is that you come out so relaxed. Oh yeah. So relaxed, like you just don't even wanna get off the table. All right, so hopefully that did answer the questions. If you guys have any further questions, we would be so happy to talk about them. Um, whether it's Reiki or any other topic. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you about your experiences. 
leave us a comment below. You can find more information about Lisa and her offerings on her website, the number two communicate.net. Michelle's shop is the Violet Butterfly Metaphysical Healing Center in Palm Harbor, Florida. You can find more information at theviolet butterfly including the online store.